We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we're live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. I am your host, Chris Kirkwood, screen name Kirk Dees, here with my two boys, per usual, the one, the only, the self-proclaimed best DFS player out of Canada, Tyler Tambaline, toe tag and tambo. Um, and also here it, joining us fresh off the links, off the golf courts today is Brett Hartfield, Killaby2482. Um, how's it going, fellas? We're back for week four. Um, what's going on? How'd you guys do? Uh, it was a it was a really good week four for me. Um, I I still had probably too much of the chalky running backs. Um, st- still got on to uh, some decent plays outside of the chalk. Uh, James Conner had had a decent amount of J- James Conner. Um, and let's see. Oh, and then a little bit of Delvin Cook with the big dog in that game um, had it's, it's funny how both of those running backs went off. I, n- I never correlated those two in any lineup, but had pieces of them in lineups. Um, outside of that, my wide receivers were fine. I mean, uh, kind of spread out through, through all different styles of wide receivers, but yeah, uh, really, really uh, nice week across the uh, industry for me. Tambo, you, uh, you have any uh, big sweats this past weekend? I had a couple. I got hundredth uh, in the milli, the the big one. So that, I mean, that's not a sweat at a hundredth, but the you know, it was right, it was right there. I needed some Are you stuff to happen. Me? I mean, a hundredth is usually Wilson, like, like only tough, what? Yeah. What were you like? Fifteen points behind first? Yeah, it was pretty close. It was like fifteen points, and it was uh, you know, the DK Metcalf touchdown in the first half mm-hmm. was uh, that he messed up and ended up being a touchback. That was brutal uh, because you know Russ with him. A lot of people had that, but then CD Lamb with Gallup, no Cooper. Like the idea of how it was set up, and then just those. You know, under own running backs. I think we did a good job last week talking about that, and you probably have to do it this week too. It's been a sort of a thing, right? Where you get the you got to wade through this chalk 
that, that we're used to just saying, plug in the chalk running back and go. There's one this week that we'll have to have a longer conversation about, I'm sure, with, with Alvin Kamara. But, yeah, it was a good week. Otherwise, 12th in the, in the queue. Like, everything was right there sitting in front of me, and I was just waiting. And when Gallup got that TD at the end, it gave me some hope. But yeah. uh, ended up fizzling out. Overall, decent week. Could have been better, but uh, I'll take it and move on to this one, on to week four. Kirkwood didn't want to buy any of those uh, Patriots running backs last week, but that was kind of like uh, yeah, okay. I, I had, I had some Burkhead. Yeah, I mean that was I just said I wasn't going down with Sony Michelle. I had some Burkhead. Um, he he back end got there. Sony Michelle got there in the fourth. Yeah, I know uh, that was a good call by you. Um, I had uh, oh man, I had a I had a hell of a week. So I I I did great on Yahoo. So that's that's always uh, steady nice but the problem was in cash on DraftKings, i had uh, i got hit with both concussions with uh russell gage and deontay johnson mm-hmm. um so then i was on mega tilt uh also i was flying high with my uh trubisky uh to a rob with calvin ridley stacks <sighs> yes. everywhere um for like the first half when uh when trubisky broke off that massive run and then yep. they and then he got benched so i was you know, the funny thing is Funny thing is, week one, very similar setup, and they allowed him to roll out the fourth quarter where he made the comeback. Uh, week three, they bench him for foals, right? Yeah. But it was like yeah, the same- that was that's always a risk. So that, yeah. I mean, we we knew that was possible at any mm-hmm. time. But so I, I was I was I was feeling good, and then I and then I was feeling terrible. So I was on mega tilt. So then I hop in the car and I drove to New Hampshire to pound the Celtics uh, oh. for, and they got and they they just crushed my soul and I did some serious <laughs> damage. Um, so it was just awesome. So I turned with like what should have been a very winning Sunday into a losing Sunday, just from the Celtics, just the amount that I buried myself with. Isn't um, that funny, Brett though, that we talked him in it. I was like just pre-show or post-show. I can't remember last week. We're like the today's the day to hammer them. He's like, well, I can't drive there today. We're like, but this is the one. And they end up winning that yeah. game suck enough to back suck them in. back in to go right mm-hmm. back there the next day and put the cash down. So I'm sorry about that, Kirk, but I do feel bad for you, man. I'm just saying it's kind of funny to laugh a little bit at your expense there. Oh, no, go ahead. How long Fuck is that it. drive? How long is that drive to New Hampshire for you? 45 minutes. 35, so really you have to minutes. weigh how good is the bet to make this drive? Like, no, or- it was my team. So I was on mega tilt from freaking all of the crap yeah. from the two concussions from Trubisky getting pulled so i was on and i was like all right so i started watching the arizona game because i was like heavily in on kyler anyways but like uh Mm -hmm. and i had a isabella but like if you didn't have tyler lockett uh you just weren't winning oh that was um, first half see ya and and so uh i was like i I had i sacrificed watching football i was like okay it's time to my boys and aren't gonna let me down tonight and uh, then they made that strong, strong comeback in the fourth, but whatever. And then uh, just blew it. Just were awful. Anyway, it crushed my soul, but I'm back. I've put it behind me. Uh, I'm ready to move on. But before we, uh, we do move on, I just want to take care of some business real quick. Uh, we're not going to have a long pre- uh, ad read like we've been having, but uh, just seriously, guys, if you aren't premium members, you should be premium members. Give RG's Core for premium subscription a try today. It's a discounted price. Um, go to uh, rotogrinders.com slash media slash takes. That's once again, rotogrinders.com slash media slash takes. And you get $5 off your first month of premium. Um, a lot of us are doing great content. Uh, we're all uh, putting our blood, sweat, and tears and our plays up every single week. And this is who we play. So, uh, yeah, come be a part of it. All right. Uh, 
week four, uh, Tambo, you hit a good, you struck a good chord. So like I was doing a lot of review for like last week, like for, for trying to get multi-enter stuff down um, about like how I could get up, you know, finally, I finally, you know, I, I found two keys to the slate last week to crushing the slate last week. One was like just completely eliminating Darren Waller from the player pool, which I think people should have done anyway, especially when it like him came out like that he was kind of injured and uh, you know, that there was like a, even a report before one o'clock on Sunday that like just sounded bad about him. Um, and, you know, we knew that we, we talked about on the show that the Patriots were going to, were going to uh, clamp down on him. That's what made the most sense. And so, uh, yeah, and he was terrible. So if you eliminated him and then if you go, went contrary, contrarian at running back a little bit, you know, and I played around with exposure, like capping your running back exposures at like 20% max, you know, then you start to get into, you know, you could have ended up getting up there with some, some big scores if we're talking about mass entries. So the key really was, you know, the running back chalk failed and, you know, Darren chalk, Darren Waller on a bunch of sites failed. And uh, there were plenty of ways to leverage that because like some of these passing stacks went off, right? Like there was a, the double, the double stack, the easiest stack in the game with Russ uh, Lockett and Metcalf, who just are have the entire target tree, uh, went off, and uh, also Allen Robinson was was a nice play too. But um, you know these wide receivers are crushing, so I guess that's something we'll have to address this week. Um, whether we want to, whether it could be a week where the chalk you know does come through, or if it's that these running backs are inherently more risky, um, just because of the you know multiple running back by committees. And, and situations and whatnot, but um, also pricing. But uh, anyways, we'll get into that. Um, we've got uh, 13 games or 12 games, is it? Because the, the Steelers, Tennessee. Is, yeah, yeah Steelers, we're down to 12 now. Yeah, they're, they're gone. And uh, I guess we should have a keep our eye on the Viking situation just because like if a if somebody, you know, pops up with a with with a COVID, um, you know, things could get dicey since they did play. Uh, Tennessee. Last yeah, week. I, I think they know. get those initial or the reports back tomorrow, uh, based upon that. So. so, I mean, things could things could just start popping. We saw last night what happened with uh, the president. Um, anyway, getting COVID. So, uh, I mean, COVID is for real. Um, any, anyways, um, <laughs> right well, on the wood here. We, COVID's we real. Got, uh, yeah. Uh, contrary to what Wilson won, uh, will tell you, uh, COVID is very real. Um, anyways, um, we've got some monster totals. Uh, we've got the, uh, the Cowboys game for one is, uh, checking in with a 56 total against the Browns. Cowboys are at home. I mean, there's tons of ways to play that game. Um, we've got, uh, the Saints have a, we're going to Detroit, um, where as a four and a half point favorite to a fifty-four point total. But uh, man, a lot of lot of uh, players are out now. A lot of injury situations for the Saints. So today, uh, both uh, Marshawn Lattimore and Janoris Jenkins have been ruled out. So their best secondary pieces are out. Um, also, Michael Thomas has been ruled out. Some people were thinking he might might make it back. And Jared Cook is out. So that is going to inevitably lead to a massive chalk Camara situation. Uh, we'll talk to, but also that certainly makes the uh, Detroit Lions passing game, who is healthier now um, with Galladay back, who looked good last week, um, 
you know, makes them a little bit more interesting because that's the, the path of least resistance there when that's Saints defense now. Um, then we've got uh, the Texans. Um, Deshaun Watson is certainly getting a lot of love everywhere against this uh, young and inexperienced and injured Minnesota D who has just been shredded uh, everywhere, especially in the secondary. So uh, this game has a 53 and a half point total. Um, then we have uh, the Seattle Seahawks going to Miami. Uh, we've seen what Russ has been doing and uh, it doesn't look to be slowing down and Fitzpatrick um, has been keeping up with people. So uh, 54 point total there. So there's there, that. Then we, st- we got my boy, Josh Allen and a 52 and a half point total um, against the Las Vegas Raiders. So that's a, certainly a plus matchup for him and the bills. And then uh, the, uh, the afternoon hammer alongside uh, the bills is uh, the new England Patriots against the chiefs. And if uh, the Pats can stay in this one, this game could, could, jump out you know to a shootout too as well um and then uh then we have just a bunch of other games and injury situations that we'll we'll get into but that's the big picture what's the what's the slate screaming to you uh brett yeah i think i think you hit it i mean there's just so many teams that are now hitting that 50 over the 50 projected uh i mean how many overs hit last weekend that was that was kind of like the the theme of last weekend so yeah, this is what's happening. You know, no fans in the stands. Uh, you know, away teams' offense looking pretty pure. Uh, at least the communication between offense coordinator to, uh, to quarterback seems to be a lot cleaner. Um, just offenses seem to be running a lot better. So I think, I think there's just a lot of different ways to go. And, yeah, I mean, we're just seeing it just with scores. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really – kind of excited for this uh, slate. I've narrowed down my pool in certain areas, but, you know, uh, hearing all these defensive injuries have kind of made me do a little bit of research on guys. Like, I mean, just as you were talking, I was researching this Adam Troutman uh, tight end for the New Orleans Saints. So, um, I mean, there's just a lot of guys that, a lot of different pieces. Uh, There was no tight end last weekend that really hurt you outside of Jimmy Graham. And he was probably what, 2% owned. So I don't think there were many tight ends that put up double-digit scores last week. No, no, you no, 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 that's the one thing I got right was not using tight end in the flex spot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The one thing. Um, <laughs> and one game I forgot too is I forgot to mention even the, the Arizona Cardinals game. I'm going to be high on Kyler. I mean, everyone and their mother is talking about uh, Kenyon Drake and the, the rushing spot again, but we'll, we'll get into my thoughts there. Um, I think it's a great week to go back to Kyler. But uh, what, how you, uh, what are you thinking, Tambo? It's just, you know, pick your spots. Like, I'm going to use ownership heavily. Look at the games. Like you said, almost all of them are good. Indy Chicago is really the only one that doesn't stand out. And the thing about it is, like, the Baltimore game is not the biggest total. But Baltimore just lost to Kansas City in a, you know, primetime game, you know, a matchup people are waiting to see all year. Washington is extremely banged up. I could see, you know, some of the, using some of those Baltimore players just because they're going to probably smash them, just take it out all on Washington. Poor, poor football team doesn't even have a real team name, but they're going to get destroyed this week. So there's that game that could have it. And then even um, the Rams and the Giants, it's like a 48 total. It's not like, you know, it's just outside the 50 mark. And then every other game is like 50. So play whoever you want in those games. I think we'll talk about it. I'm making some stands kind of like Brett said, we'll, we'll go into it when we get to our plays, but uh, you know, the other thing too is uh, we talked about the running back chalk, what we're going to do with Kamara. It's going to be a good segue there in a second. And then the quarterbacks thing, I just bring this up because it's something I've done in the past and, you know, tourney takes, I think it's a good call is, 
You got, you know, a guy like Watson, who I do love, and I'm still going to have a bunch of, I don't care that he's chalk last week. Everyone said that about, you know, Russell Wilson, and then you needed him. That target tree, everything was pretty tight. It's very similar in Houston. He can do stuff with his legs. There's all kinds of stuff. I'm not saying to get off Deshaun Watson, and I'm getting ahead a little bit, but I'm just saying there is a way that you can play Kirk Cousins. If you're going to play uh, Russell Wilson, you can play Ryan Fitzpatrick on the other side. Talk about this all the time, how the quarterbacks correlate together. You just can't use them both in the same lineup outside of a super flex league. I think if FanDuel even still has that. And the main thing is just that there's other ways to set it up where you can save some big money, set up a decent stack still, get a hold of that game, and then start fitting your pieces in around it and just see what you like better, even in something like single entry or three max high dollar. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of ways to play it. That uh, Washington, it's interesting because uh, Terry McLaurin didn't practice on Friday. Yeah. He was questionable coming to the game. Man, Steven Sims is out. It's like, what is that offense going to look like? Um, but I get it. I mean, I you you want you want to be on that Lamar bounce back spot, right? Like, especially when we loved Kyler um, playing uh, because uh, Washington's uh, front seven was so good, getting him pressure, uh, opened up a ton of scrambles for him. Um, same situation could easily happen, although they're um, they're a little bit banged up now, so it should just be even easier. But, uh, I mean, yeah, could be a huge game for him, but, like, it's just hard, you know, because of the, yeah. the blowout concerns and the, the spread is just, you know. Give it up for Tambo, like, uh, with Ravens being his number one team, he's been avoiding uh, the Lamar in weeks one and week two. Obviously, week three at had a get an island game for him but uh yeah i mean you've been right on with uh, avoiding him in week one and week two with high ownership so it's tough man like like kirk would just say it's just one of those things the blowout risk is there but this week's the only, the only thing that's tricky about it, i don't really like stacking them up because it's so hard to get it right as is and then with the blowout risk but then it also is one of the situations where you could just see them bust out you know three touchdowns in the first half play the third quarter get some more rushing yards in and then you're like damn that's kind of good you know i i could have used that and, you know, if it's what if it's Hollywood Brown, right? You get just like a one-off like that as well. So I'm not all in there or anything. I've got some other plays I like a lot more. I just thought I'd bring that up just with the totals. It's like literally every game does have an angle in. And even Indy Chicago, there's probably a couple plays there that we could mention as some one-offs, right? Just for, for the situations they're in. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's start it off at the running back position like we usually do. Um, let's uh, talk about the elephant in the room, Alvin Kamara. Um, going to be massive chalk it's going to just keep growing and growing especially with all this uh this injury news um you know it's it's interesting because we've got two right there we i love zeke this week i love zeke and zeke is like 7800 just looks like too cheap it just it's like 1999 versus 20 you know it's like if it if he was 8000 versus 7800 it just feels cheap yeah um um, but, uh, you know, you're saving two off of Kamara. I mean, you, you love them both. You're going to try to try to jam have lineups jamming both in. Um, but I mean, it's, you know, Michael Thomas, I was already expecting to be out. Um, but he was practicing limited, but like, um, you know, with cookout, um, and, uh, and their defense hobbled, which may, you know, it makes it just more likely that, uh, that it's a good game. It's got this monster total. I mean, it's going to be hard. We saw what, what, what Kamara just, you know, just did. I mean, he did everything and just, uh, except he did everything except rush against, uh, against Green Bay, but he lit them up, lit them up in the passing game, 139 receiving yards, 13 receptions, 14 targets added just about 60 rushing yards to um, two TDs through the passing game. 
we already know that Detroit is not only bad against the run, but like really bad against the running back pass. And that team just, everyone shreds them. So like, it's just the situation that's like, Oh no, I mean, it's tough to avoid, but, but there is that, you know, there is Latavius Murray who could easily fall into the end zone against, uh, against Detroit and uh, ruin, ruin some of uh, Kamara's production. But um, how are you guys treating these top two guys um, to start? Yeah, what I would say is, I mean, both of these guys deserve to be 9K plus for sure, right? I mean, in their roles with how much they've been utilized, we want uh, Elvin Kamara running routes versus getting handoffs anyway. Uh, Drew Brees really hasn't shown the propensity to throw it, throw it down. This offense, though, is starting to remind me a little bit too much of like the Philadelphia Eagles where they can't push it downfield as much. Um, being in Detroit, I still feel – uh, they're going to be more than fine putting up points. Uh, but yeah, with no Michael Thomas, a little bit less sexy, but you know, Kamara is going to be a huge part of this offense. So, I mean, at 8K, <laughs> that's the tough part. It's like, he, he's so, he's so, he's way too cheap. So where, you know, like how highly owned does he have to be where you're just like, okay, I can't, I can't be going uh, with this guy. And I like Zeke just as much, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, I'm right there with Zeke. I think Zeke will be less owned. He didn't have that island game like Kamara did against the Packers. So, um, and, and game log watchers, you know, Zeke really hasn't popped. He hasn't had a big touchdown game. Um, he's been right there. Uh, he's had a touchdown every week, but he hasn't had that massive week, but he's still being highly utilized in this catch game. So personally, I'm signing with Zeke over Kamara uh, just because of ownership play. Uh, at RG, let's see, we have Kamara at 25.6% and Zeke at 178 So, um, I mean, I can see Kamara even going up. I don't know if this was before or after the Michael Thomas news, but I can see Kamara being north of even 30% here. So what do you think, Tambo? Uh, how, do you, how do you negotiate the top two running backs on the slate? Yeah, I like Kamara more. I don't really care. I know that there's going to be like a 20% gap for Zeke, and that's some leverage. My leverage play is actually not to switch gears too much, but just to go underneath it, talk about let Russ cook, let Dalvin cook, because that's his name. But I just think that at 7,600, you might forget, but week one, CEH against Houston was rookie of the year, they said, right? It was automatic. He crushed them. Baltimore, Lamar ran up on him a little bit. Uh, last week, I forget uh, who they played. There was somebody last week. Oh, our boy James Conner. These guys were on him. Like we were, we're going against Houston every week and loving it. So at 7,600, he's looking like he's going to be under 10% owned. I actually like that more than Zeke. I, the one thing I'm going to say just about the Zeke spot is it's, it's wavering, right? He was up around 20%. Now he's down around 17. It looks like he could even go down to like 15 as Camara goes higher. So I get from that perspective, but also when we segue to quarterback later, you know, Dak is like 5%. Everyone wants to play Dak last week. Cleveland has not been scary. Their, their secondary has not been tough. I like that passing game and going back to the well there. So, you know, as much as you could talk about Zeke, I, I don't hate him. I just, I like Kamara quite a bit more, you know, with no Michael Thomas, he, even if he gets just that same 14 targets, he basically gets those short a dot targets where he's catching all of them. That's like 15 to 20 points beyond, even if it's small yardage on those 14 catches, it's all the yardage that goes with it. And then obviously he's going to do something. So it's just hard to imagine him not getting there. I expect in something, something big like the mega milli this week or whatever the 44 44 he'll probably be like 40 percent on 45 percent on maybe more it's just an easy play to put in and get your ceiling and your your floor both covered 
Uh, but I like Cook quite a bit more if we're just going to, you know, stay right there, just 200 bucks less than Zeke. That's my take. What's your thoughts, Kirkwood? Yeah, so I'm torn, right? Like, so basically Kamara was treated like a, like a, a receiver um, last week, which is awesome, right? It's, it's that old uh, uh, Le'Veon Bell when he was actually good um, mm-hmm. situation that we were always, always targeting. Um, so I, I love that. I mean, it's monster upside through the air. However, you look at like the, he's definitely in a, in a, in a snap share or a, a, a touch share uh, for running backs. When you look at between him and Latavius Murray, it's basically been, been pretty much split for, uh, for running back carries 31 carries um, on the season. And, and Murray has 30. If you look at um, Zeke, you know, it's the, the numbers are completely different. Zeke is the true bell cow. Um, 58 of 62 rushing attempts. So 58 verse, versus four for Tony Pollard, right? Um, also uh, 23 versus uh, of the 28 total targets uh, for the uh, running backs on the Cowboys. So it's basically 58 to four, 23 to five in targets. And this is, this is what I want. It's a bell cow in a game where it's a 56 point total. Now, granted there uh, he's on, it's kind of a different situation because the Cowboys have a lot of paths that they can go with. And uh, uh, Cleveland is definitely hobbled in the, in their secondary and uh, it's going to be susceptible to uh, right. Dak in the passing game, but they're still home favorites, right? It's a 56 point total and Zeke is a true bell cow. And the thing that, that, you know, I, I'll keep going back to every week because it was so tilting was that, you know, um, when uh, Dak vultured all those three, those three, uh, three rushing touchdowns against Atlanta, when he still went for 23 fantasy points, but had such monster upside there. So I could definitely see this being another monster upside game. I think Kamara's, you know, obviously he's got monster upside and there's, it's just a different situation because there's just not uh, many more mouths to feed and there's a lot of mouths to feed in Dallas but like if this is a Zeke game script if they pound it like they like to do and he's you know they do give up a lot of, a lot through the past Cleveland's been really tough against the rush so far but like they haven't really faced a, a really top running game yet and they've also been susceptible to running back pass so they've given up 15 passes for 110 yards over the last two weeks to the Bengals in Washington. So like there's a path there, you know, through the passing game, even if the, if it's not there for him on the ground, but I think it will be there for him on the ground. So man, I loved Zeke before this injury news. So like my, my flag I was planting was going to be Zeke over Kamara. Um, Now I just don't know, man, like they're both awesome plays. Like it just without cook, without Thomas, it's like, the only thing that can screw it up would be like if, if uh, Murray rushes in for the touchdowns, which he, you can't, he, I could easily see happening because like, this is such a bad run defense on, on the lions. So I am like, this but is realistically, weird. like for me, Dak took more of those from Zeke than anyone. If you look at uh, Camara games one and two, he got four and five attempts each game in the red zone. So he got the chance to score three of those on t- scored three touchdowns on that. And then last game, they said, look, you're our receiver now. He got three targets in the red zone and one of the touchdowns. So they're really not – like you, you're – I'm more worried about a guy, uh, some dumb shit like Taysom Hill getting in there and then we get screwed because of that than I am Murray. I know he gets more, you know, handoffs, but like Brett said earlier, I want Kamara as the wide receiver. He just racks up 
PPR points and chances of the bonus so strong. Like I said, I just got a feeling Zeke is going to be good, but like I might, I can put Kamara in 70% of my lineups, probably be double the field. Let's say he gets to end like right now he's showing 25. I, I'm guessing 35. And then yeah. I've still got 30% of my 150 lineups that I don't have Kamara in that I can utilize Zeke cook. Eckler, Jacobs, all these guys that we're going to talk about next, right? So I don't know. It's everyone's different, but I, that's how I'm looking at it right now. And we'll talk about it more when we get to quarterback and wide receiver. Right. If I, if I would have had to grade like the Kamara and Ezekiel spot, I mean, it's like, they're like a nine, nine and a half to a 10, but you're right. I mean, a guy like uh, Devlin Cook is right there. I mean, this is a great, great spot. And you're just like getting, that. you're going to get him like one third of the ownership. Uh, Houston's been giving it up on the ground and we know what Minnesota wants to do offensively speaking. So cook's going to be worked. And the best part about it is he's out there all the time being a pass receiver also. So even if they get behind, like it could be, could be a good thing in Houston. So, yeah, he hasn't had his big game yet either. He's averaging like 22 a game DK points in the first three games, all like 17, 25, 21 or 27. Like he's right there putting up numbers, but I'm saying he can easily, he can have a 40 point game himself at any time. So I like his ceiling. I like the upside. And if nobody wants to really get on him there at 9%, we're showing right now compared to the other guys at like 20 and 35, let's call it. uh, I'm fine with that play as well. Yeah. I mean, it's tough when your offense only runs like uh, 55 offensive plays in the first two weeks, you know, it's, it's nice when they get back to like that 65, 70 sweet spot at least. Um, And they haven't been passing the ball a ton. Um, and they are not dealing with a normal week. They've um, been, you know, they're, they're game planning via Zoom from their home. Um, so they're, like, back, they're back in, um, I believe. Yeah, like, but they, they, lost, they lost Wednesday and Thursday, I think. Correct. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, so like this is like a short week for them, right? So it makes sense. So you want a short Minnesota is what you're thinking? No, I'm thinking that like – they're going to want to run the ball. Like that's going to stick gonna, to the game plan that they yeah, know is their, the, their, their MO. Like they run the ball. And then one more thing too, real quick is that, you know, we haven't talked, we're going to, we don't normally talk about defenses, but I actually like him with the Minnesota defense. I'm big on Watson, but like I said, in other lineups that I'm not, I always like having the defense against the highest owned quarterback because just it's a way to, you're already saying you're not on him. So why not also get the defense again against him and double down on the leverage. And then the thought process there is that, uh, that O-line is absolutely terrible. Minnesota, you know, hasn't shown great things this season, you know, as far as their defense is concerned. It's not as good as what we want to see. But if it does, then that's another reason for Cook because if they don't bring it right to the house, but they get a pick and then land it on the 10 or something, it's just another quick bang for Cook to get. And we really don't got to worry about anybody with Cook. It's all him. Yeah. Um, and Texas, and the Texans have been terrible against the run. So back to, back to Cook, and they're, they're allowing a, a ton of yards per carry. Um, yeah. all, all, I think the highest, or like 5.8, which is massive. Um, and, yeah, sign me up for Dalvin Cook. I like that play. There's some more chalk here. Um, there, let's talk about uh, some guys that I like. I mean, I, I have to like uh, Clyde, Clyde the Glide, uh, Allaire. Um and at 6,400 against New England, you can run on New England and uh, they, they're going to be, you know, scheming to take away the pass. I mean, everyone's going to probably talk about that, but it's true. Um, you know, they're going to try their best to take away as many of these uh, passing options for uh, the Chiefs as possible. And uh, he's going he's gonna to be able to eat uh, through on passing downs. Um, 
and as well as just be able to run against them. So 6,400, I think there's a lot of upside there. Um, David Johnson's get, catching a lot of love. I'm not so high on him. I mean, I get it, uh, but um, man, I just, I just, it just doesn't feel good, right? Like I just haven't seen it out of him. He doesn't, he's not as explosive and there's just ways to bust. I just, I like this passing game against this young uh, Minnesota defense. So that would Johnson's be back in the fold there too. I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little bit lower on that. Kenyon Drake is going to be um, extremely popular and I get it. It's like the best matchup you can, you can, you know, pretty much get against Carolina and uh, they give it up from all angles. Um, they're just any, everybody's been able to rush on them so far. And that's been, you know, non-talented running backs too. Um, but, uh, and Drake is getting that usage. He hasn't popped, but he's getting the 2018, 16 rushing attempts, you know, but like, the more that people keep piling on Kenyon Drake and keep talking about like, this is the Kenyon Drake spot just makes me want to go back to Kyler, right? Like, you know, my love for Kyler and uh, he's now leading the league in both rushing yards and rushing touchdowns amongst all quarterbacks. Um, and, you know, he is a huge part of their running game. And so everyone's going to talk about, going to talk about, uh, Drake, but like it's very, you know, it could be that Kyler vulturing those touchdowns again just as easily, or also being very efficient in the pass um, with uh, with DeAndre Hopkins. Um, once again, also has a healthy Christian Kirk. Well, healthier and looking on track to play Christian Kirk. Um, Andy Isabella certainly, you know, looked good last week. Um, and so this, he should have all the weapons there and he performs a lot better when he has time, right? Like he's a guy that is, is kind of like Jared Goff-esque with like dealing with pass rush. He's, he's very inefficient when it, when he gets pass rush, but Detroit, we always know, I mean, uh, um, Carolina, Carolina doesn't get any pass rush just like Detroit. That's what my thought process was. And, uh, so he, we, and with all of his weapons, it could be in a very efficient game out of him there. So I'm going back to that, that game, but what do you guys think? Like from, I'm going to the passing game. Yeah. I mean, with that Arizona situation, the way I look at Arizona offense is very similar to kind of like how I looked at uh, the, the chargers. I mean, Tyrod Taylor wasn't really dumping off to his running backs and that's kind of what we're seeing in Arizona. I mean, it's, it's tough to buy Kenyon Drake when we have so many good plays around that price tag when he's not being utilized in the, in the pass offense, right? I mean, it, it is 6K, so it is cheap. You're, you're betting on him getting off as a running back versus a Carolina defense that hasn't stopped anybody all year. But it's tough when he hasn't been utilized in that situation. And uh, Kirkwood, I got to give, give it up. I don't know if it was – kind of more of a, a funny thing that you said Mike Davis was just a cheaper Christian McCaffrey, but my God, I mean, he was put in that same role the last five quarters. Right. And I mean, here at RG, I was actually surprised that we have him right now at 24.9%. Uh, I think uh, in other areas, he's not as highly owned, but I mean, at 5,700, a guy that's utilized in this Christian McCaffrey, uh, McCaffrey role, I almost would rather uh, go on the other side of the ball here and go with uh, Mike Davis, especially with them, you know, probably playing uh, in catch-up mode. We want them, uh, Carolina, to be behind here uh, for Mike Davis. Um, there's, there's a lot to like in this, in this price range. You know, you're going to hear 
Uh, Joe Mixon hasn't done anything for the last three weeks. Um, also not really utilized uh, enough in the past game. You know, one of these guys is going to win the week. It's just being on the right guy. I feel the best about Mike Davis's role uh, right now, but I mean, I don't, I'm definitely going to be taking shots on a, a guy like Joe Mixon where his ownership's going to be low just because of, you know, wh- what he's done. But Jacksonville really hasn't been a team to run on. So I don't know. Curious what you think with uh, like the, the 6K range there, Tambo. Uh, what, are you, what are you liking? Yeah, big on CEH. Uh, you know, not going to rehash everything that Kirkwood said, but sort of the same reason. And we, you know, one thing we'll talk about is, you know, Belichick, you, you made a good call last week. You know, I was one of those guys that I did like Waller. Obviously the Sunday injury news and, and stuff, just how he was not going to be 100% sort of hindered it a little bit. But then at the same time, I figured they would focus in on Jacobs and just not the case. And, and so that's the thing here. Same sort of thing. But, you know, with the Chiefs, there's nothing you could do. you got to try and slow them down as much as you can, right? Uh, Mahomes is definitely a cheat code. We just saw what they did to the Ravens last week. It's tough to beat, man. Their offense is incredible. And with guys like Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, you can't put a stop on everyone. So as Kirkwood said, I do think CEH is going to have his way and get there and just on pure, just on sheer volume, right? Just being able to get checked down to in different situations uh, throughout the game. And then if they get up, as I expect them to, New England has not been the same. I like some stuff in that game that we'll get to for sure. And I think this could be a great game to target that we know there's more expensive pieces. So, well, yes, well, people will target it. It's not that. It's a, how can they figure it out on how to target it correctly? Like use certain guys. You might have to use a wide receiver in your flex versus everybody likes to use a running back and, and all these different things. So uh, I'm in on him. I like him. I, I still like Drake. Uh, I'm not really against, like you said, we haven't seen as good of a matchup, I don't think yet. And I, I like your Kirkwood uh, or your uh, Kyler um, leverage there, Kirkwood. I think that's a good one. I, I like that more than I do the, you know, trying to make this David Johnson play work. And, I, you know, if I eat my words, so be it. I just, I feel like that's just the obvious leverage play with all the Watson ownership. So it's easy to say, let's play David Johnson. He's a great tournament play for that reason. But is he when he's not really, you know, necessarily leveraged in that range? You know, he's still getting high ownership with a guy like Mike Davis, with a guy like Kenyon Drake, with all those guys in there. Do you need to go there? And then, Brett, I do like Joe Mixon. Like I say, Jacksonville might not be the matchup, but he's still been getting really fair usage. You know, 18-type touches few, you know, or as far as carries go. And then uh, targets as well, three and four. It's not much, but if Cincinnati and Jacksonville go back and forth, we get a little – Burrow Minshew matchup. I'm pretty excited for that, to be honest, with a decent total. Uh, I like games like this with two mediocre or even call them bad teams that you can just get one-on-one and just make the best of it. We saw it with um, Denver and the Jets on Thursday Night Football, right? Everyone expected it to be a massive under. It was a massive over. These teams suck. They're, they just want to prove themselves to, do you call it the quote-unquote loser bowl? That's what you're trying to see. These teams don't even suck, but I know what Joe Burrow is going to be getting his first win this week. We'll get there, but that's definitely a take I have. So I do like Mixon. I like them to be ahead and up. And then Mike Davis, I don't know. Like I said, the usage is definitely there, but it's hard for me to, you know, go both sides in that. You'd have to play them separately. That's no problem. You can even utilize lineup HQ to set up a group. If you want, I don't really like Davis and Drake in the same game, but you could do what Kirkwood said and set up some Kyler stacks and use Mike Davis on the other side. I do like that for those types of lineups that I set up. And that's sort of how I feel about this range. One last quick note, Carlos Hyde, uh, you know, not sure what you guys are going to think about him, Homer in, in the situation here against Miami, but with the news today of Jamal Adams out and Seattle being a little bit banged up and already 
teams have just been thrown on. The reason Russ has looked so good is because the defense is not good and guys have been able to chuck on them. We know Fitzmaniac is going to be out there just doing anything in his power to try and stay in this game. It does worry me a little bit about Hyde because I like Hyde in more of a blowout, and I just I don't see this being a complete blowout. I'm not sure how you guys feel about that. I think Carson's on schedule to be back too. Um, I think that's the latest I saw. Let me uh, double check that. Um, and, uh, you know, people were downplaying the, the injury. Um, I listened to a, a podcast and, you know, with Dr. David Chow, uh, whatever you, your feelings are about him. Um, anyways, um, but uh, he, he thought it was more of a hairline fracture. No, no, no. He thought he was. It wasn't a big. It wasn't a big deal that there was more like spec, okay. like them, them standing by, like how you know them kind of talking, talking up the, uh, the, the tackle and how bad it was and like saying, oh, you know, like acting like he was more hurt than he really was and saying that that he expected Carson to be fine and now Carson says it's going to be a game time decision. Um, uh, Carol's been upbeat about him heading into this week, um, said he looked good at practice. He did practice on Thursday and Friday. Uh, Carlos Hyde was limited at practice today on Friday too. So that's, I'm kind of, I don't know what's going on. Um, it's flip-flopping a little bit. I just don't, I think their bye week is in like a week or two. And I just think that, yeah, they're going to say that and bring it up. And who, I, who knows, right? We don't know, but I just, definitely something to monitor. I think it's an interesting situation either way, but I wasn't really going to be in on Hyde regardless. And if Carson plays, I don't think, as much as he'd only be, you know, two to three percent owned, just because people are scared of it, it's not one that I think is going to be necessary with everything else that we have on the slate at the running back position, and with them having the ability to go to these other guys, especially if Hyde plays, then it would just worry me a little bit more about going that route. And like I said, I still think the passing games here are going to be quite heavy. But man, uh, you, you, I mean, I'm I'm going to be heavy on this Arizona Cardinals Panthers game without Drake. I'm going to be heavy on the passing. I'm going to be heavy on Kyler Murray. I'm going to be heavy on DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to be heavy on Mike Davis. Like uh, Brett said, I like that coming back. I, I mean, I just Hopkins love... right now. Did, did you guys see that he was a uh, possibly a game time decision also? Uh, I think, I think he's going to be fine too. Okay. Um, I'm assume I'm going under the assumption that he's going to be okay. That it's just like a pain management thing. Yep. That's what I got from the, I think the general manager talked. Uh, he's kind of a little bit more outspoken in Arizona. So, so, um, and no one has any like real info. I mean, I guess it's something to monitor, but I'm, I'm going on the assumption that he's fine. And, and, you know, so I'm just going to go right back to this passing attack, but I also love uh, DJ Moore, which we'll get into too. So, I mean, it's just so stackable, the scheme. And like, I can fade the, the Kenyon Drake, you know, uh, chalk running back and just uh, hope, hope that he, he busts again. And uh I have a good good feeling that he will. Um, you want to play any Larry Fitz though? I know we're not a no, wide, wide receiver uh, I, yet, but they they promised I mean, to get him more more targets. Why? Why are they saying? And, that? and yeah, Isabella did all that work last week, by the way, on like fifty percent of the snaps. I think it was like nothing compared and, to. Yeah. But it was. But it's a lot that. for him. A lot for. Oh, it's, you know, it was a lot for him. You're right, but yeah. that's crazy though. They need to use him more. Yeah, um, and we'll see what what you know, if Kirk does come back and uh, what they're saying about him, but like, there's just a lot of options in this game to go to, but like me, I mean, but it's like, so it's impossible. We'll get into uh, DeAndre Hopkins when we talk about the wide receivers, but man, like all the numbers with this guy are just insane. Um, All right. Other running backs before we uh, head on over to quarterback. Um, Just trying to say, Oh, so 
I like, uh, it's not going to be the same. So I, there's two I like, actually. I mean, no one wants to play James Robinson at 6,500 because yeah, they can't get price. over, they can't get over this James Robinson, but man, this guy's looked awesome. I had him last week on the Thursday slate on Yahoo. Thankfully I did. Um, he went absolutely bananas. Um, Cincinnati is a great matchup for him. Like everyone's going to be going on uh, like your, your, your guys play with uh, um, Mixon. And Mixon, I might just Mixon. bail on that right now. The way you just brought that up, that already makes me think right away. That's like an obvious one to just move off Mixon and play. Dude, there's Robinson so the many game. good running back plays today. All right. This week. Yeah. And, and, and I like and, the and Joe Burrow it, there's side. more, there's more injuries to the, uh, yeah. to their, uh, their uh, defensive line um, for, for uh, Cincinnati. So it, this, this could be a really good spot for James Robinson to go, but like the guy I really like, man, it's an awful matchup, but like I, David Montgomery, right? Like I've always liked this guy. I've always thought he's really talented and his are, his metrics are all good with like yards after contact with like all of that. They're all good. He's just never gotten passing down work and he's been completely game script dependent. Right. And so it's always been like, play David, uh, David Montgomery in, in good game scripts for Chicago and, and winning game scripts. And, you know, but that's not the case anymore with uh, Tariq Cohen going down. They're not, he, this, he could be a true bell cow now and get that passing work and get it on both sides and be used even if they are down. And there's also more life now to this uh, offense, the Bears offense with uh, uh, Nick Foles, big dick, Nick. Um, uh, so, I mean, it's, it's a lot of life and there's a lot of momentum. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it's tough matchup, uh, against, uh, against, um, Indianapolis, mm-hmm. but, uh, 5,500 for a true bell cow and a guy that I think is really talented is really interesting to me. Are you guys interested at all? I'm probably not going to go there. Um, you're going to get him for lower ownership. Uh, I, I mean, I think even lower ownership than what we have. We have them at four and a half percent. My low ownership play is going to be Devin Singletary at 5.9. So just for $400 more, I think uh, again, it's, it's, it's mainly a price point play, right? Uh, kind of what you said at James Robinson pay, uh, paying up for six and a half K this kind of hinges a little bit on Zach Moss being available or not, but I mean, he gets a great matchup against Las Vegas uh, and just loved how they utilized them last week uh, as a bell cow. So I, I don't think a lot of people are going to go there because they're going to be heavily researched on all these other 6K guys. And if that Zach Moss uh, is ruled out kind of last second, I don't think a lot of people are going to uh, pivot enough to him. But uh, a spot where I like I like the over in that game specifically. So, um, yeah. Uh, I think uh, we only have him at two and a half percent owned, so uh, I'd, I'll be definitely going uh, well heavy on that. I'm more into the Montgomery take, actually. Uh, I, I had him marked here. I just didn't know if I wanted to be the one to bring him up because it's kind of disgusting. But yeah, I actually like him, and I marked him up on my sheet with uh, Chicago D, right back back at home. Uh, and you know, Rivers makes a lot of mistakes at times. He absolutely can make mistakes. So I know that automatically, you know, Indy's been getting all the pressure up front, but like you said, the fullest thing I think is big. The fact that Cohen's out. So there's some other what ifs that he goes off and he's a perfect pivot to Mike Davis. Who's right there. It's like you said, when, when Montgomery hits the open field, 
he's gone. And, and you could see an 80-yard TD early. Also, that game is only like a – I think it's like a one-and-a-half point spread or something. Like, Chicago could absolutely win this game, and it could be a letdown spot for Indy, and people naturally want to talk about Jonathan Taylor and what that passing game has looked like lately and what they could do in the defense especially. But Foles is a little bit of rejuvenation for them. I know it's whatever, but Super Bowl winning – Nick Foles. I mean, we're talking about a guy that got it done at the hardest time. It's you know now he just has to win a game at home on a week four game against a you know old school Philip Rivers indie squad. Like this is a spot that I like, so I, I do like that call, Kirkwood. And I would pair him up with the D. They could do some damage against a guy like Rivers coming out on the road. So I, I don't mind that at all. It's a little mix up there. So many in this range. So one last one we didn't even talk about is Henderson on the Rams. Um, I mean he. 22 uh, fantasy points against the against Buffalo tw- uh, after 20 against Philly um, now against the the Giants in a in a great matchup um, Acres is out definitely again um, and uh, you know th- they're saying that he's going to get the start now I mean it's we know that they split with uh, with Malcolm Brown but yeah. I mean this there's one guy who's electric and there's one guy who isn't and it's Henderson is electric right and it's like it's against the Giants so like he's another guy that will just get over overshadowed here because of all of these guys that are in play but like would it would it shock you for him to absolutely go off in a game where the the Rams are are heavily favored um home favored uh 13 point favorites right now uh, when I, you know McVay loves to run and he schemes you know great great run schemes for his guys so he's a he's a obvious play to me for like lower ownership. Yeah. I mean, two, two touchdown favorite um, cam Akers looks like he's not going to play with that rib injury. So I'm right there with you. The three headed monster goes down to two heads and uh, Malcolm Brown has looked terrible. So right there with you. Um, I couldn't find the stat, but I'm with you on that. And it was Daryl Henderson is just smashing Brown and like I said, with acres out, they, they got a 31 point team total. I was going to talk about them, which are about to go to quarterback anyway, but I was going to bring that up. I actually like that game for some back and forth. I think the Giants could keep it a little closer, and then we want games like that uh, for a spot like Goff. That's kind of where we want him at, right? So, uh, you know, he can he can utilize that and go with his guy. But uh, one more I just forgot to mention, bring up quick, and then we can go over, is uh, Austin Eckler. Somebody posted today, I forget who, but it was um, the last 11 starting running backs to face the Buccaneers, and they're just getting smashed, right, on the ground and with touchdowns and with everything for by running backs. So, uh, I do like that already. Like I said, I'm, I haven't been a huge fan since week one of, of Tyrod and that game that they've got on the go over there. So, or, or now with Herbert in there, I should say. But uh, with Herbert in there, what was it last game? He got uh, 31 DK points, had 12 rush attempts, 11 targets. And it's pretty tight. We're going to talk about that in a second. But I do like that game as well. And you can use Eckler in the passing game and you can put him in your stack with Spoiler alert for later, but Keenan Allen, 19 targets last week and pretty much free on DraftKings this week. So clearly it's a tight target tree on where they're going with their passes there. And with going up against Tampa Bay, I think that they're going to have to pass quite a bit. And that could be a spot that you could easily stack up that's extremely unique for large field GPPs. Tampa Bay is usually a team that I avoid for sure with running backs, but I'm looking at the running backs that have just gone up against them. And uh, they've been, they've been uh, dicing them up through the air. So you had... You had uh, both Mike Davis, Christian McCaffrey, that game that McCaffrey got hurt. Uh, Davis obviously had a huge fourth quarter. Uh, Kamara went, uh, you know, against them. So very similar style running backs. Denver didn't do much. On the ground, 
they're still only giving up less than three yards. They're, they're the best against the rush in the league. Correct. So uh, on the ground, but they sorry, get yeah, good. and I should I should have stipulated they, you did it for me, Brad. I'm talking about pass catching running yeah, backs. Guys they get, get eleven torched. targets. They get crushed. Yeah, they get torched through the passing game, and you know, sir, and and so you, Eckler makes perfect sense. Exactly what you want when you have an Eckler, right? Getting it through yeah. there. Uh, one guy that we still haven't brought up is Ronald Jones. Now Fournette was just ruled out. So, I mean, this is a spot where I've, I, I don't know, I've, I kind of got burned with Ronald Jones in week two. I went all in on Ronald Jones. I'm going to be right there. And I know a pre-show I asked you about a defense that has kind of been injury riddled. I mean, this is the Los Angeles Chargers. Like at every single level, they've lost their studs um, on the line, linebacker, safety. Like they're all out, all their all pro guys. So to me, uh, at Might have lost Brett here for a minute. Lost Brett. Okay, I thought I was like thinking it was mine. Um, all right, forty-seven hundred. So, Brett, we lost you. Okay, I can um, hear you now. All right, uh, finish your point, and we'll move on to quarterback. Sorry, uh, we lost you for like the last no, twenty seconds. No, go ahead. I was just talking about Ronald Jones, but I'm on stable internet, so I'm gonna reboot. Okay, um, so we'll move it on. I mean, there's too many plays at running back, and. Uh, so as Blender would say, play whoever you want. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. All right. All right. Uh, but uh, we, we gave some good, uh, good pivots. Um, quarterback position. This is another spot, play whoever you want. But really, it's all about play the stack that you want, right? So like guys that are coming in, ownership doesn't matter. But the guys that are going to be popular because the popular stacks are the popular game totals. So Deshaun Watson is going to be extremely popular. Um, at 6,600. Dak Prescott is going to be extremely popular at 7,200. Um, Russell Wilson is going to be popular at 7,800. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to go wrong with Dak, Deshaun, Russ, Mahomes, Kyler, Fitzpatrick is when we start, you know, we start digging for like cheaper guys. Uh, a guy that's going to go overlooked because his price went up, who's my boy, who I constantly love, is Josh Allen in a great matchup against the against uh, uh, Las Vegas, the Raiders. But, like, there's ways to make every one of these guys work and to build really solid lineups with all these guys, right? Like, just off the top, like Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs, awesome stack this week, in my opinion. I love – I already planted my flag. I'm going to plant it all throughout this show with Kyler um, and DeAndre Hopkins. But like, and Russ has the, the most concentrated target tree in the league where basically uh, Lockett and Metcalf, they, they, they account for 81% of Seattle's air yards and 50% target share. Russ is cooking. We know where it's going. We know, you know, we, we know what he's serving. He's yeah. serving those two guys. And like, it's, that's another po potential massive shootout again. And, uh, you know, both of these running backs are now banged up. So, and Russ's MVP candidate, right? Like leading, you know, leading lead for MVP, uh, a leading MVP candidate. So like, it's hard to not like these guys and you can make these stacks with, with make them, you know, leverage them with some, you know, with some different running back plays to, to uh, give yourself a good, good shot uh shot at taking down some of these big tournaments you don't you can have a chalky stack you you know especially if it's 
a, a two-man stack because it's it's used typically, you know, if you know, I'm talking about three total with the quarterback and two of the receiving options because that's typically used less than the, the just one of the receiving options. So there's so many ways to do it that um, though, like I'm thinking about narrowing down my quarterback pool as we, as we go on now this season and the guys that I've narrowed it down to for this week, I have them start. It's Dak, Deshaun, Russ, Mahomes, Kyler, Fitzpatrick, Josh Allen. And then I'm interested in Lamar, but like, I'm worried about him. And then Joe Burrow. Um, I know, and I know Tambo's going to like that, but that's, that's my sure. pool right now. That's what I'm working with. Um, you guys could sell me on Drew Brees noodle arm. If you want, maybe I could come around to it. I'm certainly more interested in Matthew Stafford at this point, because now with this secretary in shambles uh, with Lattimore out and Jenkins out of the saints. Um, so uh, I'm going to, you know, probably going to, look to have you know maybe include him but that that kind of dropped right before we got on the air here but uh that's my pool you guys hate it like it where add to it do whatever you want what, what are you guys thinking at quarterback i mean the eight quarterbacks that you said all have like one thing in common they can also run um yeah and that's that's major i think i mean time and time again we've seen this you you need that rushing quarterback production um to to win this this year so i mean even though the quarterbacks are now starting to rise over 7k i think that's i think that's where i'm going to be landing um one guy that i'll dip down is probably having a little bit of fitz fitzpatrick exposure um thinking that that miami seattle game goes back and forth um and even fitzy i mean he can get loose i know he's like 35 years old whatever Dude, uh, sam darnold was amazing lad. that that run yeah, was that run? so nice it was <laughs> that safety awesome last that night. safety that safety gotcha is eating up man um but yeah totally agree i'm i'm right there with you uh you know cam newton uh kyler murray uh dad yeah, i didn't mention cam because like i'm scared of it like this so now i got a I, like, couple sales pitches for you i yeah, got cam go. in one of them and i got drew Brees in the other so these are the two. So I, I love Deshaun. I don't care. It's like I said, I get that he's the highest owned, but it hasn't hurt us. And realistically, back to Brett's point, that's why we're playing the same quarterbacks every week because these are the guys that dominate. And we've learned that you got to get a little bit different at running back. I think we just crushed the running back section with a bunch of pivots, good reasons why, ways you can angle it and build your lineups and construct your rosters accordingly. Quarterbacks kind of like leads automatically into the wide receivers that go with them. So we'll talk about that when we move over. But uh, real quick on Cam, what I love about this is sort of the, the spot. So Baltimore, it got out of hand, right? I know, you know Kansas City got out of hand, but like they were running all over them. In the, in the first, like Cam here can run a bunch. This is a spot if they can just use them. And with me talking earlier about Belichick wanting to keep Mahomes off the field, it doesn't mean he's going to. I get it. Kansas City's amazing. But Cam Newton's not, you know, he's no slouch. So what I's saying is he can run all over them. 6,400's kind of right there in that pivot price to a guy like Watson, Joe Burrow, who I like. But at the same time, if, even if he has to start passing it, it's not like he doesn't have options. Like, like I said, we're going to start talking about wide receiver here because we're talking about stacks. You got Nikhil Harry. You got Demir Bird, who we've been talking about all along. You got Edelman. You got guys that he can utilize in the pass game. And then if he gets it close, there's always that option for him just to run a couple in. We've seen it already with him, and that's been sort of their MO. Kansas City gets run all over. I have no clue why the Ravens abandoned it so quickly. I know they got down at some, but they just were too quick to abandon it, in my opinion. And I'm a obviously a homer there, but I'm just saying that their teams can run on Kansas city. We've seen it even week one back to my, you know, earlier call with 
CEH, you know, looking against Houston really good. That same game, that was the opening game of the season on Thursday Night Football, people were telling me that David Johnson was the comeback player of the year because he was running all over Kansas City. And Cam Newton's the running back in this game. We don't know yet. I don't believe so if James White's going to be back. Obviously, had some extremely heart-wrenching you know, news, devastating with his dad passing away, his mom in critical condition, all that. So he's been out. Burkhead and Sony Michelle have been getting it in. But um, I still like Cam, man. I think this is a good spot for him. I'll open it up to you guys in a second on it. But I do want to give you the Drew Brees pitch real quick because you mentioned it. Talk about this all the time. Used it with Sanders you know, when he was heavy chalk. It didn't fully work out. But you know, when you've got the most chalky player on the slate in a running back in Camara, and we're saying it's going to be because we love the passing game so much, why wouldn't you use the guy who's going to be able to pass him the ball? Kirkwood, you just mentioned earlier, a team like Detroit gets no pressure. So Noodle Arm himself, Drew Brees, might have a little bit of more time. They're on the road. I don't expect it now. It's not as nice as if we could get it in the dome, of course. But on the road, I still don't expect them just to run away with this thing with their defense in shambles, as we've talked about. People are automatically going to go to Stafford because of that. 100 bucks cheaper. You got Brees right there, the guy that's been doing it. Hall of Fame, Drew Brees, with options. And talk about the cheap stack you can make. Drew Brees, Kamara, and then what about our guy Troutman, who we're going to talk about later, like Min Price at tight end. So with Jared Cook out, then you got that situation that you can always set that up and then run it back with a guy like Galladay. So uh, there's my pitches, man. Give me, the, give me the rebuttal and just thoughts on those two plays. Yeah, I mean, with your Cam Newton, uh, James White has been practicing all week, so I think that looks good for the Patriots offense in general. Um, probably downtick Nikhil Harry's, like, short A-dot uh, targets you know, but uptick like the offense in general. So um, you got to like seeing at least them getting another uh, pass catcher in this offense for Cam. I'm interested in Cam. Uh, It's as a New England guy, it's just, it's, it's just a little scary thinking that they might just get, get wrecked this week to Kansas city because Kansas city looks so good. But if they do show up, like I do think if, if they can, can, you know, keep up with them, Cam will have a good game. They has to have a good game, and Edelman will be a big time, big time, you know, guy in this against the the Chiefs, in my opinion. So I think that makes for a pretty easy stack. I think Demir Bird is definitely in play because he's so cheap. You know, you can do that. Harry's cheap, but like I think Edelman would be the guy. Um, and then you could always get the the rushing upside and rushing touchdown with Cam. So I'm definitely interested. I'm just a little scared. I just love Kyler so much that like that's that's I've just and I love Josh Allen. And I don't think anyone's going to go there. What about that breeze pitch, though? That that was the one I was really yeah. hoping you'd get back. I, it's, it's noodle arm, though. That's my problem. But, like, really, he's going to hit these. It's like Kamara can go for, like, break an 80-yard run, and that's like an 80-yard pass. <laughs> he can for, drag for breeze. breeze to the finish line. Yeah, yeah, man, just on that. Exactly. Yeah, my, my, my whole situation with Drew Breeze is I thought they were going to start working in a little bit of Taysom Hill packages, and that really hasn't happened as much as I thought uh, they were going to. And they've had plenty of weeks now without Michael Thomas. So if I just, it hasn't like, happened I just now, feel like he, he needs Michael Thomas is what I feel like. That's like this if Thomas was in this game, I'd be like, all oh, I'd be ready for Drew Brees. And I may be wrong. I, you He's totally in there this wrong. week. His name is just Alvin Kamara. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I don't think he sold um, us. I don't. Th- I think that's where we're. At. Well, I'm. I'm <laughs> stubborn. I borrowed. My mind has already been made up on. He's got one. so much Kyler that's going to be incoming that there's just no room. He can't fit. And Josh Allen. I love Josh Allen. So yeah. like the 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 Bills, right? Like their defense is great, but they've been banged up, and they've now given up 32 points to the Rams, 
They got those two guys back that I think you were talking about last week. Yeah, they were. They were. They they actually played last week too. I think. Oh. Okay. Um, um, I think they came out of the woodworks, but like, um, they are back. But like, uh, but in twenty eight points to the Dolphins, right? Like, so it's they're they're in their they're taking risks down the field with Josh, Josh Allen. And it's such a, it's another target tree that I like, you know, it's like digs. I just love. And like John Brown is coming back and like, I, I like him. So it's like, if you want, I, I would probably lean towards just going with uh, Josh Allen and Diggs, but like, I wouldn't be opposed to, to doing just Josh Allen and Brown or doing both Diggs and Brown. Cause it's doable. And then running it back with like, uh, with uh, like no, with Waller this time now that everyone's like been been hurt hurt by him, um, it, Jacobs is I'll pass on it. Waller's my guy this week because the only thing that could could stop me for the Waller love it's like they could put Tre'Davious White on him and that may that may happen, but I'm not sure that they will. And if uh, I I just feel like he he'll with rugs out again like he'll command and he I think he's. I'm expecting him to be completely healthy and fine now. And I think that's the reports are saying he is. So if he's fine and not like limited and I just see a ton of upside for like ton of targets, you know, and that's, that's he's, and now he's a little bit out of favor, although he's going to be chalk still again. Cause like, there's just not many options at, at tight end this week, but uh, yeah, you, you could go Josh Jacobs. But I just want to pass. I just want more passing option. Get, you know, one one other forth. guy, though, I want to bring up is uh, Jared Goff. Talked about him a little bit. And this is just whatever. You know, we talked about Daryl Henderson. I do like that. And so it's tough to get behind this one. I'm not really going to try and sell you on it because he's expensive. He's 6700 For Goff, I think he is. But I just think it is interesting that there's going to be, like, basically no love for this guy. Right now he's showing at 2% on RG. And they have a 31-point team total at home in a game against the giants. So I don't know. I feel like there could be some opportunity there. Like how else, to, how do they score 31 points? I mean, that's, they got to do something right. Cup woods, Higby Henderson. There's all the guys. And that's what makes me like Henderson a little bit more just talking about it out loud, but coming in, I, I'm definitely still interested in that. And I think it's a spot where, like you said, there's a pretty narrow target tree, kind of like a, you know, a Russ Lockett Metcalf with cup and woods. It's just it maybe make your lineups accordingly with, you know, some with, Goff in the passing game and some with Henderson in that running game and, and just get your coverage that way. But I think they do put up close to that 31 points. That's just my take for the week. Yeah. It's just tough for me to pay uh, like a 6,700 price tag on a, a quarterback that doesn't really run as much. Right. When we have all for these sure. guys that are so mobile um, at that, you know, at that same price or a little bit more. So, and I know um, Kirkwood got his Murray flag right there. And so it's tough, especially because of that. But the one thing I do like is also like my cam, take is you know 100 bucks more than than deshaun watson everyone will tell you that's the worst play of all time to play golf because you've got watson golf right there for 100 bucks less i can't believe golf it's is crazy 6700 but like he should, that's he should he, you know, he should be priced with like fitzy this week exactly. oh for sure he should be way down there but that you know i call it paying up for probability right you're gonna yeah. get you're paying up because you're getting and you're gonna get him at like two percent and if he yep. crushes and somehow watson doesn't get there then you just have massive massive leverage on a lot of the slate right already Yep. I get it. Um, Fitzpatrick. Uh, I mean, I, I have to like him. You got to have him in play. You got to have him in play. I mean, uh, at that price tag of 5,400. Yeah. You think people use him in cash this week? Yeah. I think, I think so. Will. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Um, all right. Uh, take us home with the Joe Burrow cell. 
Tambo. Yeah, I was just going to say, don't we can't segue just yet. But it's not really a sell. I mean, it's just I, I got them winning this week. I said it last week, and what was it? A tie, right? He tried his best. He did everything he could, man. He didn't throw it 61 times like we thought. But I just, you know, jotting down notes as we go here, just thinking about things. I was already in on him. I, you know, I like this guy quite a bit. I think the upside's there. You know, his coaches said it, and I watched it. He does have to be a little bit more careful in the pocket. He's a little bit reckless at times. And, you know, I thought he was going to be out for a second there. I was worried it was collarbone or something. He came right back in. He was all good. Got rocked a little bit. But uh, I like his weapons. I like Tyler Boyd. You know, I like, uh, you know, Mixon, as we talked about. He can do some check downs there. But uh, just in general, I I think it's a good spot. The, The price tag is right. Upside can be there. And like I said, too, with your call with James Robinson, I think that actually sets up well, man. I, I would love to have like, a, even if it's just a mini stack, you talked about using Allen and Diggs. You could run like Allen Diggs Waller. And I do like that. And because Allen is the sort of the goal line attack, you don't really need, maybe need John Brown in there, but you could put him in. It's just, you don't maybe need that. But with uh, Joe Burrow, it's kind of the same. You could run like him and Boyd. We know Boyd's going to get a bunch of targets, decent matchup. Everything sets up well for him, which we're going to go to wide receiver in a second. But then you get uh, James Robinson on the other side, doing the damage for Jacksonville. I think that's a fine little three-man stack that absolutely has upside and a decent ceiling for what you're looking for in these large field tournaments. And then just start plugging in whatever after you got those three in your lineup. It's not going to be very popular to see those three starting your lineups off. Yep. All right. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's move it on over to wide receiver. We've already hit on a ton. Um, I'll start us off right now with uh, DJ Moore because he's going to be extremely chalky. Um, but, like, you know, so – so more is like the, is going to erupt, right? Like everyone's going to talk about that. Um, basically CMC is still on the shelf. Number one, right? You, then you look at like all of his metrics ranked seventh in total air yards this season has a massive uh, target share, uh, total air yard percentage share team, team share 49%. Um, he's averaging over 17 yards per reception. He ranks ninth in total targets with 26 so far um, should get extra opportunities in uh, this high paced game with the Cardinals, right. That they, the, with the way that they play. Um, and uh, you know, Arizona's defense been, has been pretty good, but they've given up massive games to wide receiver ones over the last two weeks with, which we saw with Terry McLaurin and Ke- Kenny Galladay in his first game back, put up a nice score uh, against them. So like all the signs are there for DJ Moore, his price is, so reasonable for a wide receiver one in a game with a monster total. And he just so happens to correlate really well with my favorite stack that I've planted throughout this show, Kyler Murray. So I love him. Like uh, I'm going to be on him. Um, I'm also going to be on Mike Davis. Like, like I said, but like, then that we've got Tyler Lockett. We're going to have to talk about him. He's a little bit priced up on, uh, on DK. Um, and uh, but on some other sites, he's very reasonable. Like on Yahoo, he's priced lower than Metcalf. Um, DK has him ahead of Metcalf, but he's got the mat. Like, so not only does he put up 40 fantasy points and just absolutely nuke the slate last week, right? And uh, 13 targets, nine receptions, 100 yards, three TDs is really what did it, but had a deep ball too, right? So they went deep to him, but he mans the slot. And he's got the matchup this week against the, the Dolphins who are, are just, that's the, the path of least resistance. So um, Howard should be, you know, matched up with uh, DK Metcalf and then, you know, and Lockett should be operating on a slot and it should just be just easy pickings for Russ and Lockett again. So he's got the matchup. Now ownership isn't going to be in his favor because like, people are going to want to play this guy, but like 
the upside is there. And it's like, obviously, either of these guys are good plays in, in a vacuum with Metcalf or Lockett. Like, either of them can go off because we saw, we saw Metcalf, you know, abuse Gilmore. And uh, Metcalf could, you know, put up 23 last week and uh, could have had a, even, you know, a much bigger game if he got – if he didn't fumble that touchdown like a moron. Um, which I'm sure he learned his lesson, but Tambo will never. Does he get him. his like? Does he get Tambo his will touchdown? never forget that or forgive him. He yeah. Did, he, does, he, he, does he get his second touchdown if he gets that first one? You know. So that's the I thing. Butterfly like, effect always is what it is. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's that's always what tough. I but too. It, uh, you know, with that and then Lamb in that lineup, what pissed me off was Cedric Wilson till ate up all Lamb's lunch. He got like two touchdowns, a career game after having like five catches in his career since 2018 when he was like a six round draft pick. So. Anyway, that's enough talking about that, Kirkwood. We're, we're on to the next game here. Yeah. Um, other guys, Odell Beckham, cheap, right? Yeah. Like, so it's like run, running backs in great spots and great total who are like mm-hmm. alphas who have mass, like they just have that potential. Odell Beckham, right? Like it's all been the narratives. Like he's, you know, he's going to have to take a seat back to this team that likes to run so much. But like the Dallas secondary is trash. They're all injured. Right. And this is a game where there's going to be tons of points scored. They're going to have to keep up. And, you know, Beckham's 5,800, right? Like this is just a massive eruption spot for him with the potential. I love Diggs. Diggs is the man. So like he's, he's in play for me. I even said before, I like Edelman. Um, He's 5,700. This is a guy who just had his career high 179 yards two weeks ago in Seattle. Yes. The defense is tougher, uh, the Chiefs, like they, they certainly looked good, but like Belichick should be able to scheme some some good good plays for uh, for Edelman and Cam to, to you know keep going again. It's just the price; he's fifty seven hundred, and if they keep up in the in this game, then you guys like Cam. Edelman's just the obvious. Devontae Parker, it's just like the obvious bring back fifty seven hundred. There's so many upside wide receivers in this range. Everyone's talking about wide receivers are the, you know, there's just upside and like they they've been more we've been able to count on them for production more than running backs so our season so it's tough to get away from a lot of these guys um those are kind of all the chalkier guys that i'm really really liking at this point and then we'll get into some some uh flyers from there but uh what are your guys thoughts yeah i i I think like uh out of that whole group i mean guys that i want to plant my uh, flag on would be like a Devonte Parker. Uh, doesn't look like he's going to be as highly owned, um, but it's just a spot where I think Miami is going to be behind. Um, and you know, Seattle hasn't stopped wide receivers all year. I don't expect uh, this to be a spot where they start. Um, Odell Beckham. Like I just feel like Cleveland's going to have to come out of their shell in this game uh, to make it a good game uh, in Dallas. And Kareem Hunt's been questionable. I don't know whether he's going to give it a go or not. But man, if he doesn't play, like I, think I just he's feel, gonna play. He's I yeah. Mean, he's been practicing. I just feel like, uh, yeah, they they have to come out of their shell if they want to make this a game versus Dallas's uh, highly potent offense. And you know they could go the exact opposite way. You know, if they're having success on the ground, uh, keeping it out of the Dallas offense, right? I don't I don't hate that version. I think there's multiple ways to stack that game up, but I think I'm gonna have plenty of Odell in that spot. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you hit on the DJ he's, Moore. He's, he's fifty eight hundred. If he busts, insane. Then so be it. But like, he could put up thirty five fantasy points, and I wouldn't blink an eye for fifty. Mm-hmm. You know, in this matchup, when this game in, in this game total, so like, it's it's hard to 
I mean, we know, we know also about Will Fuller's hammy, right? So, I mean, we haven't seen much out of Brandon Cooks. But I so, love Will Fuller. In, in a game that we expect a lot of points uh, being up and a potential, I mean, one guy that you have to worry about in-game injury is Will Fuller. So I think Brandon Cooks uh, in a spot versus Minnesota's uh, defensive secondary that is not only young, but has, I mean, been beaten all over the place. Uh, I love I love Cooks at 4,500. Keep uh, saying that. Pump that narrative, baby. Pump well, that Brandon you, Cooks so you, narrative. I want everybody to keep pumping. And I get it. So you go Bryce. fuller? Yep. Uh, he's yeah. off the injury report, man. Yeah, he said he's fine. That's one of my conviction plays. I'm, I'm in on fuller. Uh, at the price, like you said, I'm really the interesting part is I'm not as high. I get for those stacks, especially with DJ Moore, and I also get that you're obviously you can play three or four wide receivers if you want with the flex, and I'm all for that. You know, I actually like building lineups like that. But I like with everybody else around him. You got you know uh, Devonte Parker, who you guys you know mentioned there. You've got uh, Julian Edelman. We talked about. You got AJ Green is right below CD Lamb. Like there's all, all guys that I can see these stacks. One guy I forgot to mention the quarterback was Dak. I told you I like that little leverage spot there. I'll go back to guys like Lamb, Gallup. Uh, you know, just part of the deal. Like you gotta just let last week go and move on to the next one. And really, it's a, a nice you know same price for CD Lamb. He actually still got quite a few, quite a little bit of run out of the slot there. It just didn't end up panning out as I just talked about with Cedric Wilson. But Odell is the guy. Like you said, 5800. Game on the other side of that with Dallas, I'm fine with that. Edelman, Parker, right there. I'll play some more, but I like the guys around it more. I, I like uh, – no pun intended. I want to hit the rewind I, I want to hit the rewind button before I forget because you, you said you, you slipped A.J. Green in there. Yeah. And, uh, and so I want, I want you to hone in on A.J. Green because <laughs> I need to be sold. I need to be sold. I know it's really it's all, hard to I, be. It's, yeah. I, I know it's all the air yards and everything, but, like, I want to play Boyd. But, like, I'm open to being sold on A.J. Green. Is it just optimism? Then it's also, like, his air yards and his, like, the targets are that. there. Yeah. And the, yeah. it's really, it's Joe Burrow. And I, I know yeah. this is crazy narrative and it's terrible. But, uh, you know, I really do think these younger quarterbacks, when they come in, like, A.J. Green's not no superstar no more or anything like that. But he's a guy, right? It's a guy, you know, Burrow wants to connect with. He's tried, man. He's really been trying. And you can sit there and say all you want that, oh, it's just not going to work because A.J. Green's washed. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think AJ Green is Larry Fitz right now where it's like, yeah, come on, step out of the way, go play some more golf, give, give Andy Isabella some more run if Klingsbury will let that happen. This isn't that situation. AJ Green's fine. It's pretty cheap for him. He's I probably going to get better. He's, and he's, pro- he's going to get better. And he's probably the chemistry connect. should only the chemistry, get better. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And I love Boyd. That's my guy. That's what I'm talking about earlier. I like that stack where you don't even need AJ Green, but I'm just saying if you get into a spot where you got Burrow throwing it a bunch again, like we've seen he, in most games, he actually has more than what some of these other quarterbacks that we're talking about have as far as pass attempts go. It's what if those connect? I'm trying to win, you know, the Millie maker here. What if those connect and AJ green has a ceiling game? What's he going to be? Well, I, I didn't even look. Uh, RG has got him right now at, of course, I don't got it sorted by price. I apologize, but let's have a look, quick look here. AJ green, 2%. Meanwhile, DJ Moore, 23%. And it's Joe Burrow and- chucking them the ball in a game that I think could go back and forth a little bit. I'm really not scared of that. That's a 22 to 2% difference. Talk about leverage. My God, that's huge. He's 100% on the Josh Hermsmeyer's uh, by low model. I haven't looked at it, but I guarantee you he's 100% there. Um, yeah. Um, all right, last guy. I mean, I got it. I don't, it doesn't take a rocket science to, rocket science to, to uh, recommend this play. DeAndre Hopkins, like, I, I, I mean, he, he's the man there, right? Like, this is Michael Thomas. This is this is what it is. 
Um, everyone's saying Drake going to erupt on the ground, but like there, this is the, the Panthers are ranked 28th in DVOA versus the run and the pass. They're, they're awful either way. And um, they're going to give uh, time to, to, to Kyler to, to have a better game. Kyler underperformed last week with a few three picks. I think it was, it was two or three. I think it was three, right? Three. But like, yeah, he's gonna, potentially he's gonna, four. He's going to have time to operate and Hopkins is going to get open for sure and be his guy. I mean, this guy is, is leading the league in targets, receptions and receiving yards already. I mean, this is Michael Thomas again. So like, I'm just saying like, get, keep, keep, keep going in with this guy until he get, he hits that Michael Thomas. Uh, and he's going to be low owned too, right? He's going to be under 10% likely. So I, I love he's 80, that. He's 8,500, but like he should be, he should be over 9k in my opinion, but mm-hmm. so keep, keep going there is what I'm going to tell people. All right. Um, what? Okay. Brett, uh, Minnesota talk about it. Cause we had a, a new wide receiver to emerge um with uh jefferson right yeah i mean that's also like kind of when you guys were bringing up the aj green i mean t higgins the emergence of him and his air yards kind of make me a little bit bearish on that situation it's just it's just their offense has so many options right so um that's that's kind of what makes me go against that but yeah justin jefferson uh they allowed the play uh the kid to play and that's basically what it was olabisi johnson was wide receiver two weeks one and two uh, now we're starting to see these rookie wide receivers, I think, uh, with no preseason finally come in and getting snaps, getting routes run. Um, it's just, it's just the normal naturation of 2020, right? So, uh, he looks explosive, man. And a lot of people were saying that he was just a slot wide receiver. Well, he played, I mean, he looked good and one on the outside. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to have, uh, plenty of him in uh, a favorable stack. This is one of my favorite games to stack. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm right there with Justin Jefferson in uh, back-to-back weeks here. All right, last – this guy is going to eat, absolutely eat, Kenny Galladay, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Marshawn Lattimore is out. Janoris Jenkins is out. So now they're down to P.J. Williams, Patrick Robinson, Justin Hardy against Galladay, Marvin Jones. Um, also, their defense has been torched by tight ends, right? So they're going to be trying to, like, cover Hawkinson as best they can, right? And, like, you just give me Galladay all day, like the number one option in this Detroit offense. I, I just don't see him failing now with all these people out. He's cheap, 6K. He looked healthy. He looked awesome. Yeah, I think that'll eat in a little bit. I should have brought that up earlier, but I think that's obviously going to go up some now. He's only showing at like 7%. That's going to go up. And it'll probably eat a little bit into our boy DJ Moore there, right? With everything talked about, it'll start to space out a little bit more and just, you know, still DJ Moore will still be extremely high Mm -hmm. owned. But like you said, a lot of it's going to move over to to Galladay and for good reason, as you just mentioned. Uh, One other guy I want to bring up right quick, just because – the epic failure back to and you know I'm loving the Burrow play in that game and I love your James Robinson take I'll stick with that but uh, what about LaVisca after burying everybody on that island game and you know everyone wanted him for the big million dollar showdown or whatever it was 300,000 up top and he just crushed everyone and now he's back and, and he's still cheap 4,400 bucks against Cincy I thought maybe you were going to go to DJ Shark 
I, I do. I like him too. I, I know I didn't check today's latest report he's on him, back. but I think he's yeah. good to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I just, yeah, I do. I definitely like him. I always like him all season since they dropped Fournette. I thought that's sort of the play for them, but we haven't and seen no, it. Nobody's going to play him. Like he's going right. to be so low. It's, it's going to be even worse than a Galladay situation last week. Cause you well, know, yeah, because Galladay's same price too. Galladay's 6k this week. And so is Chark. So, mm-hmm. and Boyd is right there as well. So it's like, yep. you can, you can see where the ownership is going to go. I do like that. I just thought of, uh, Lavishka. you know, the, yeah, just because the you know the Millie maker or something like that, he's gonna just yeah, have yeah. no ownership. But everyone wanted to play him, and I know you only have so many options on a showdown slate, and that obviously has a major part in it. But people have been talking about for a minute now. I think it's kind of a spot that he could just show up and blow up, and everyone's like, oh, and we've seen guys like you t- you mentioned Jefferson, Higgins. Guys are coming on the scene now, right? It's it's week four. We're gonna see more and more of it. So I definitely think there's an option there to go back to him in those game stacks. Yep, I like it. And some other guys, Preston Williams is just a different piece of that uh, Miami, you know, yep. bring back potential. Um, Robbie Anderson has been putting up numbers and uh, still won't get, you know, much love um, in the Arizona game. You you guys see where I'm focused on. Um, yeah, I like that over more in some lineups. But, You're building but man, I, I just want to – That'd be cool. I just want to reiterate the point how much I, I love Will Fuller. He's off the injury report. I'll take the injury risk, the the hammy risk, the all that, and because uh, fifty nine hundred, like he is the number one option when healthy, um, and uh, I just know what he, what you know, how he could potentially just get deep. Cooks could too, you know, and you're definitely right with that, Brett. Um, and they're, but they're they're both cheap, like forty five hundred, fifty nine hundred. Like there's just both. There's either of them. If they go off, they're gonna they have. There's just the so much optionality with the prices this week. You know, like we don't have any of the elite, elite, like price studs at running back or wide receiver. There's just so many things to do. And I feel like a lot of the, uh, like the super talented guys, like the Kenny Galladay's are coming off an injury and they're still not priced where they should be, you know? Yep. Uh, So they got plenty of plays there. So let's move it on over to tight end. Uh, And, uh, you know, looks like, you know, so we do have a high end option. We have Travis Kelsey against New England, always in play. Um, you know, it's tough to, to really, you know, spend all your, your salary at the tight end position just because of how volatile it is. But that's a guy that certainly brings a, a pretty high floor and a massive ceiling to the table. Um, there's Mark Andrews, but like, I just, you know, man, like that makes a lot of sense because he had some, some bad drops in that last game. And that's just kind of fluky. Um, makes sense to get him going. And he, you know, certainly could have his way with Washington. So I get that. There's Tyler Higby again, but like Jared Cook is uh, is is out. So talk to us about this potential value play, either of you guys that uh, Brett Brett's ooh, got this one. His ooh. boy Adam Troutman. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Troutman six foot five, two fifty five, um, and it's it's mainly a situation where uh, just the Saints are just without so many guys, right? And and we see their their uh, point total at twenty eight point eight. Kamara cannot just keep scoring two touchdowns every single game. I mean, he scored two touchdowns week one, week two, week three. There's going to be variance in that. So I really like a lot of these secondary Saints guys. I know we really haven't even talked about Traquan, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, 100% in my player pool this week. Uh, But this Troutman kid uh, got a lot of snaps once um, Cook went down. Uh, Was recruited. Basically just came right in. 
He was recruited as a quarterback, I just read. So uh, the the double dip is potentially in play here. <laughs> Taysom, yeah. Taysom Jr.? This is the backup to Taysom. This is the I next mean, guy. This is, some, this is a gimmick play waiting to happen where he throws. They like the, using that stuff, man. Team. So that makes sense now. It's good. I like that call. But uh, a third-round pick, and, like, again, they don't really have, like, very tall wide receivers to throw to. So, like, give me him for red zone targets at the min price when all the tight ends just died last week. Um, I'm, I'm way higher on tight ends this week, but still, uh, I'm going to be kind of mixing it all around different price tiers. Um, you're right. Uh, I'm right back on Waller again this week. Uh, paying all the way up to Kelsey feels, feels good, like, at 6,800. Um, but I, I think I'm done with Logan Thomas, um, at least for the time being. Kind of been uh, been getting kind of like on him on too many lineups. Uh, I'd rather I'd rather go up to Troutman. I'm actually going to uh, stack this uh, Chargers-Tampa Bay game a little bit. I know I got cut off when I was given my uh, uh, take about Ronald Jones, um, but no Godwin this week. I'm really, really high on Ronald Jones at 4,700. Uh, Leonard Fournette's ruled out already. Um, I don't know if that, like, if I got cut off when I was saying that take, but uh, I think bringing it back with um, Hunter Henry makes a lot of sense in that game, which this game is not a 50 point total. So I think it's going to be a sneakier stack option. Interesting. Um, I don't really, the more that I think about it, it's like, I don't really care about tight end, <laughs> but I like Darren, <laughs> I like Darren Waller. Um, TJ Hawkinson, uh, he saw um, his Snaps, most. Baby. Snaps, baby. Yeah. He, he, he's, I know he where also, you're going. <laughs> he also saw, saw his most targets of the season last week now, yeah. and that was with Galladay back. But, like, the, the thing there is that that could have been matchup related uh, with Arizona. So that's interesting. But, like, this, the Saints have been really bad um, at, at, in getting crushed by tight ends this season. So uh, that was somebody that I was potentially interested in. Mike Jacecki, um, for sure, like as mm-hmm. another bring back option in that game. Um, basically, he is a slot receiver. He's lining up slaughter out wide and like close to 90% of his snaps. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Jamal Adams is banged up. Um, he's out. Yeah, it's over. he's out. So that's and that that's Cedric that's Wilson. That, that, that's huge. And that Cedric Wilson ran all of his uh, routes out of the slot with that uh, monster game for the Cowboys at wide receiver four last week. Yeah, and CD did bad, but CD played out of the slot and still had like six for 40. Like he still did damage when he did get the ball. So it's like they just get crushed Mm -hmm. there already. And now you take away their best guy that they brought over from the Jets and Jamal Adams. It's like, I think he can eat. You could say, I think the ownership's wrong on him right now, by the way, like it shows 7%. I don't and think we've Hawkinson. ever had an issue with Jacecki, uh, his athleticism. It's always about like, is he an actual football player? Can he get snaps? And now that he is in this offense, yeah, uh, yeah it okay. looks like so, a perfect So team. basically the way I look at it, it's like, give me the guys who can go off, right? Like if I can get up to Kelsey or Andrews, I'll, I'll get there, but I prefer Kelsey. Um, yeah. Darren Waller, I really like. I like that game. I like Buffalo. Um, uh, I love the Buffalo side and I want to bring back. Um, so and they've been giving up points. Um, I love Jacecki. Um, I like Hawkinson. You know, I like Hunter Henry potentially, um, especially if they're not going to be able to run much. You know, it's just another option for them in the passing game to go along with Eckler. Um, and I think Evan Ingram is going to going to going to go off soon. So like, 
I want, and then Dalton Schultz makes makes sense because of the matchup, right? Like if the Cleveland just gets absolutely torched by tight ends always. It's just the, their defensive scheme. They just, they leave their susceptible over the middle. Dalton Schultz could certainly do it, but like he, I'm less high on him. So it's like I want the guys where I think I can like just envision massive upside, and like I think I those are the guys that I'm I'm thinking of. When, you know, I guess Logan Thomas makes more sense. Even like just, just was going to say that I know Brett said yeah. he's off him, but the one thing about that, and I know my team pretty well is Baltimore with, uh, you know, Tavon young is out for the season. That's one of their cornerbacks. And then if, you know, they've already, so the secondary's got a little bit banged up. We saw it last week, you know, Kelsey was able to eat, but it's Kelsey. So you're hard to say that, you know, that's a way to go. But uh, the one thought is just if, especially if uh, Terry McLaurin's out, like who are, and Sims who like McLaurin got a thigh injury on Thursday and didn't practice today or whatever. And, and Sims is in trouble. So, I mean, like you got a team that's so banged up, why not? And we've been waiting for Logan Thomas. So jump off the train. Now you got to worry about him going off. So I do like that. I like the Troutman call uh, just for like that. Not just the gadgety play. I just think he's cheap enough that you can almost make anything work. But to Brett's point earlier, this is one of those slates where you don't really have like, yeah, Hopkins is a, such a Delta between him and the second guy that it's like, yeah, you can get him and, and Camara the same way at 8k, but no 10k guy so there's lots of options and we like all those cheap quarterbacks that you can fit kelsey in and he absolutely can break this slate wide open you know everyone wants to play cheap tight ends for the most part or is going to be on mike gasecki for good reason and tj hawkinson who we mentioned uh so i do like kelsey for that reason i like your waller take and then the other two that kind of stand out are uh, hunter henry who brett mentioned and evan ingram who you mentioned so that's just sort of the two lower owned guys versus uh, Hawkinson and Gusecki, they are going to be really popular. And then Waller's sort of the pay up with Kelsey at the very top being definitely an option that you can get to this week, even if it's just a one-off for that game, just use him. And then I throw out one last revenge revenge play. You got to have a revenge narrative play, and it's Tyler Eifert going against his former squad. Um, so, uh, I mean, he's basically splitting time with uh, O'Shaughnessy. So it's like, it's, it's not his clear job, but like, Man, hopefully they uh, – you know he wants a touchdown in this game, and hopefully they uh, scheme something up for him. I like that call. Um, all right. Uh, I think that's good to go for tight ends. We Basically, we just want guys who can go off. Uh, I think those – that Logan Thomas makes sense from – you know, the thing with Logan Thomas that everyone talks about, it's like the quality of his targets are bad because Haskins hasn't, you know – that you know he's constantly tried to, to to get him looks i mean his targets seven nine eight elite those are that's elite numbers for a tight end it's just they're they haven't been good targets but uh i mean that the, he's their option in the passing game right now so man uh if you bet on usage then that's the guy um all right uh let's uh let's take us home with a with a favorite stack we always end up saying two just because that's how we do it yeah, but, three, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever pops into your head. But, you know, I'll start it off because I've already planted my flag. It's going to be Kyler to DeAndre uh, Hopkins. And we're going to bring it back with either Mike Davis or DJ Moore. You can even do both if you want to, if you want to do a real, uh, real, real man stack for you. Um, so that, that's my, that's my favorite one. Um, then, uh, I, I'm still, I still like Josh Allen. Um, so I'm going to say Josh Allen, because uh, I think he's going to be lower owned, brings a lot of the rushing upside, but I think Diggs is going to get him. However, if you don't want Diggs, you can use that cheaper price of John Brown and he could certainly, you know, bust off a long one in this matchup too. And uh, P 
people aren't going to play him back from injury. So I like that. And you bring it back with Darren Waller. So those are, those are my two. And uh, you guys know how I like my rushing quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, I'll stick with the Minnesota Houston stack. Uh, I'll do Deshaun Watson and I'll, I'll just double stack it uh, with cooks and fuller. Uh, definitely cheap and optionality and then bring it back with a, a lower owned uh, Delvin cook. Yes. You got a second one? Um, yeah, if I want to go uh, a little bit off the board off that, then I'll, uh, I'll do a, a stack with, uh, Justin, Justin Herbert, uh, to Ooh. Hunter Henry and then, uh, bring it back with Ronald Jones. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh. I said that I mentioned that one earlier as a thought process. If I don't Eckler's, puke now. Oh God. Yeah. I just, I, I wonder actually. That's how you win a milli right there. No, I that, think you, the way to win a million this week might be to leave Herbert out of it and play Eckler and Allen for their 30 short, tight little targets that yeah, don't sure, really, sure. you know what I mean? They just stack up the points and Herbert, then you use like a naked quarterback, like a Josh Allen or someone in that same lineup that goes off and just crushes. But no, I don't hate it. I, I definitely was with you on that. And we didn't even mention Allen, but 19 targets last week, Keenan Allen. So yeah, uh, I like got that. Legs too. So yeah, it's true. Uh, I could use it. Maybe I will still use it, but uh, I got a couple, uh, you, your same Houston stack one tight end though. I forgot to bring up is we getting targets lately. Jordan Aikens. I do like that. Uh, Eric Bimefor liked him last week. And we were talking about that a little bit, how that sort of could be a sneaky play and it kind of didn't work. So now go back to it this week in a game that we think is going to shoot out. That's definitely a good spot to roll him out with fuller. And then, like you said, I'm already on Dalvin Cook. You guys know that I, I couldn't stop talking about him earlier. Uh, Cam, one thing you brought up, I didn't really notice the James White stuff, uh, you know, I didn't see that he was back at practice and I hope he goes, I hope everything, you know, can get through is all good. Obviously it's a tough time, as I mentioned. So uh, if he goes out, I kind of just thought about what you said. Cam's going to be looking for those short passes. You mentioned it when you talked about Edelman earlier, what about a Cam Newton, uh, Edelman and James White, just all those checkdowns to the boys all day long. And that's how they stick with this game and stay in it. We also could have a letdown spot. Don't forget from Kansas City just had their, you know, early season Super Bowl or AFC championship type matchup, call it, with the Ravens, got the W, a huge one. They could have a letdown, but then you use like a guy like Kelsey on the other side of that. That could be a really nice stack. And then uh, I'm going to give a third just because, but it's got to be Burrow, right? Our bo My boy, Joe Burrow, Boyd, run it back. I, I think I'm leaning way more now to Kirkwood's James Robinson take, and that sets up well for that. But I do also like the Eifert revenge so maybe just stack that game up and get aj green in there too for a game stack all five of them and let it I'm run gonna, i'm gonna have to write down james robinson just to make sure that i play him after boys there's after. there's a lot of good games that's that's what it comes down to so many good games this weekend all right uh all right. i hope everybody uh wins my i know uh um our uh, longtime listener, this the Big Easy E, something from Twitter. Yep. He's our loyal listener. Listen, I know Bears he's gonna fan. love the. I know he's gonna love the David Montgomery take. So <laughs> make sure, make sure we we. Uh, I'll see him up in the top of the leaderboards with with that one. <laughs> but uh, um, you know, it's another week in the books. Hopefully, uh, we're profitable. I can't dump all my money on the Celtics again, which is nice. So uh, onward and upward from here. So. Uh, have a good week, guys. This has been the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast, and we'll catch you again next week. Have a good one.